just starting is like a joke, but it's cool. We got it. We got it. Let me we raise the vibrations. Shake it up. Shake it up. Okay. Yes, get that background energy. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. All right. We could we could uh, have a have a rocky start. This isn't even rocky. This is how we do, right? All right. Welcome to the first ever half chat. We are here to gather healing stories for visibility and also communal knowledge. And today we've got my very good pal, Madonna. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Yay. Thanks for coming. Um, so we're just going to get into it and I'm going to um, ask you to please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone out there in the universe. My name is Madonna Rasuya. My pronouns are she, they. And I am a writer and aspiring filmmaker living in Los Angeles. I got my start writing jokes for drag queens in Philly. And um, since then, I've just been kind of working my way, trying to be a TV writer in Hollywood and also um, working on developing a documentary about my grandfather who was a filmmaker in the Philippines who made a, the very first Filipino Batman movie so uh, I've got a lot on my plate and I'm just like I'm just really happy to be here to reflect on uh, everything that's happened to me thus far and everything that's gotten me to where I am now yeah and you know i can't not mention that it was a batman versus dracula film and i still think that is so fucking iconic <laughs> not only batman we got dracula from that's that bitch right. that's um, right it already looks so cool um Thank i can't you. wait to hear more well we're here to talk about healing and as we know we move through all sorts of healing um spaces stories throughout our lives so um we'll get into where you're at currently but first i just want to ask if you if you'd like to maybe just touch on um some of the realms of healing that you've moved through in the past well i think every single chapter of healing that i've had to go through began with a piece of art that i uh really really um gravitated towards or I was um, making at the time. Um, and uh, I think the very first really, uh, truly traumatic event was when my parents got divorced when I was around 15. And um, I remember when I knew it was happening and when I realized it was happening, actually my mom, um, when she broke the news that same day, she took me to see an opera on Broadway. Like, and I just was like, and I just immersed myself in that. And, um, and then after that, when she finally was out of my life, I became really engulfed in um, musical theater. And um, that musical theater, you ask anyone is a hell of a drug. <laughs> um, especially when you're, you know, a, a undiagnosed bipolar teenage kid, um, it's 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 like nothing else, you know, because you get your emotions out on stage. You're you're meeting so many people. You're getting accolades from people that admire you, um, and it's it's 
like an easy A, you know, you get an easy A for, for um, participation. Um, and, and I loved it. <laughs> so I think that was one of my major healing points, at least in my adolescence was uh, really getting in the theater after my parents got divorced and uh, getting, immersing myself in different roles and, and, and different people and different circles of people and obsessing so many, uh, uh, obsessing about so many people um, <laughs> in those circles. Um, and yeah, that is, that was one, I would say that was the big phase um, and then I guess that was also when like the shades of my addiction, um, really started popping up and, um, and then later in college getting involved with people I shouldn't have gotten involved with. Um, and then what the constant was throughout all this was theater and was music. Um, I would venture to say that theater and music were my like, we've been in this, this throuple for the past <laughs> 33 years, you know? And, um, and it's, it's been great. I, uh, I, uh, to this day, you know, I could probably sing uh, all of Lehman's from start to finish. Like it, from out of nowhere. Like you, you tell me. You say the word Brie, and I will start it right now. <laughs> Was that your um, your favorite like role or uh, show to be in? Yeah, actually, I uh, it was my first musical I ever saw was uh lame is my parents took me to see a uh it, it it was a touring company um with this um asian american woman um i don't know if she's filipino but i think she is uh her name was rona figueroa and she played eponine and it was the first time i saw myself a, a person that looked just like me on stage in a role that was awesome and um and I dreamed one day that I would play Eponine. And at, and at 17 or 18, I got to play Eponine in a, a high school production. And it was like, oh, yes, my dream came true. It was awesome. Um, that is so sweet. Yeah. What was your yeah. first role? My first role ever? Gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's hard, it's really hard to say because there's always these like little like one-off concerts and whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'd say like my first real high school play role was Goody something or other in uh, The Crucible. <laughs> nice um she was like the the drunk one she was one of the the ones that was in in jail with tituba i forget 
but she was a cool one, you know, she was kooky <laughs> and um, it, it fit, it fit my personality. Mm. I know we're still in the middle of like your past storyline, but one more musical question. Uh, what is it about Les Mis that like resonates so strongly with you? I really just love the highs and lows of drama and um, emotion in it. Um, it's just so intense, you know, everything. And it, it like goes, you know, from the beginning of one man's life to the end of it. It's like, it's incredible. And um, yes, I, I feel like, I feel like I am a Javert in some ways. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the show at all, but Javert is the character that chases after Jean Valjean for for decades, and he is he's sadly a cop, but um, <laughs> he but it's like I am I am kind of I am kind of like an obsessive person, and I will like chase something until like I will I until like. I can no longer, you know, <laughs> yeah. and um, I always loved stars that, that song. Um, and I always like, if I, I always thought if I were, if I had um, a lower register and could sing a, a male um, part like that, I would want to play him. Unfortunately, I couldn't, but maybe someday, maybe someday, maybe if I, if this, podcast comes out reaches the right people somebody will want to cast me in, in the revival hell yeah <laughs> um didn't you know that's the whole reason we're doing this it's to get you oh my God. Into <laughs> is it happening <laughs> it's already done so i think we got up until college was there anything else from college till now that you want to fill us in on I think college uh, and up till now was all about healing my relationship with my parents. Mm. And um, because, because the divorce was so tragic for me, um, I had to go through, you know, those growing pains of figuring out what my, what I wanted my relationship to be with them. I'm still figuring that out. Um, <clears throat> actually my, my dad hasn't spoken to me in, in like six months or so. And it's like, we're still, it's, it's still a thing. It's still relevant in my life, still figuring out boundaries. Um, so yeah, I, I, um, I think healing, healing my relationship with them and um, myself and learning my who I am um, and how and especially how I am without the, the, the pressure of them around now that I'm a grown adult um, with my own needs and wants and um, desires. Is there anything um, through that learning, like learning um, about yourself that surprised you? I was really surprised that I got back into witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> I 
because I, I mean, like I wasn't, <clears throat> sorry, I'm, I wasn't really spiritual, but I knew because I'm in a 12 step program that I really needed some form of, uh, some sense of higher power. And so I gravitated towards the, the, you know, we do a lot of inner child work and I connected with like, what, what is the, what would the nine, 10 year old Madonna want to do? And she would have wanted to be a witch. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what I do now because it really does feel like I'm healing myself. You know, I didn't really, because my parents are, you know, um, immigrants and, you know, they, they had their own um, things to worry about. So they weren't really available as much as I wish they would have been. Um, and so I still, I have a lot of healing to do around that. And um, <clears throat> I think that I just, I don't know. Um, yeah, my parents, my parents and I are still healing things now. And um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but. <laughs> You're going towards the end of your statement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> Finished. Um, <clears throat> so where are you now in terms of your focus uh, in your personal healing today? Where am I now? Well, I'm working on this film and, and um, reconnecting with... Um, you know, these ancestral energies, I guess, of my grandfather, um, who um, made me, I mean, I would not be who I am today without him. And yet I've never met him. Um, and it's sad, I'm, I'm sad that, you know, he, he died so soon. But um, yeah, I think my healing right now is reconnecting and, and finding that piece of the puzzle for myself. Um, and I think that, um, yeah, I think I just need to, I think like finding his work will make me feel like I have purpose <laughs> and um, you know I think that making sure that his work gets notoriety is something that I'm really passionate about and um, I don't know I think it's all about finding your passion right now and and um, doing what you can to make that happen and make that dream happen um and you know of course not hurting anyone in the way but um 
we're still learning um, from people who might be in your way. Um, yeah. Great. Now I have a million and 10 questions and my brain can't choose which one I want to ask. <laughs> well, what can I ask? Like what, um, how did you, how did you even find out that your grandfather was a filmmaker and had this, this film? What got this even started? Well, it was always known in my family that he was a director. Um, but nobody ever tried to like try to make that happen for me or for anyone else. I think once he died, they thought, oh, you know, that that industry, that part of our family has died with him. Mm. So um, I, I think growing up when I, I had, you know, been in the arts and been writing and producing things, my mom and my dad had always said, you know, it's in your blood because your grandfather did all those movies and um, wrote and produced. And, um, and I, I just thought that was so cool. And um, it didn't really happen until recently, literally in the past month or so that um, I realized that I needed to make a documentary about him. Um, I think, <clears throat> I think it was some, it was a project that I knew I wanted to make in the future. But once I realized, you know, the people that I needed to interview for the project could be gone mm. in the next few years, I was like, well, I got to get it done now. I got to get it done yesterday. Um, Jane Abelos, the guy that played Bruce um, Wayne in by Batman Fights Dracula, died in 2019. So I'm unable to talk to him. Um, so I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. COVID has to <laughs> end now, <laughs> so I can go to go to the Philippines. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I um, I think that it's it's gonna be uh, a a really cool project. I don't. I'm really nervous about what uh, is going to happen, um, what we're going to find and not find. Um, yeah. Yeah. What other questions you got? <laughs> um, we've talked before about this being more than just a creative project and being kind of like a spiritual project too. And I'm wondering, especially on the tip of, uh, witchcraft uh if you have or have plans to like incorporate your spiritual practice in to the documentary yeah i do i just had um my friend do my akashic records for the movie and um i won't go into what happened but they um basically we just opened up the records to see if i am my grandfather incarnate and um <clears throat> it was incredible it was really incredible I I I do intend on like connecting with people who are spiritual and I I want to connect with more clairvoyance and mediums and I it's 
whatever I can do to get in touch with him, you know, that's, that's really it. I, I will do whatever it takes. Um, if can I gotta you... whip out a Ouija board, then let's go. <laughs> hey, you know, you can make a Ouija board. You could do it tonight if you wanted. Um, yeah, just in case anyone listening, uh, doesn't know could you briefly explain what the when what the akashic records are um so that's a good question <laughs> i don't really know <laughs> are you able to uh, get gather anything from the reading like kind of what well i will say that we are able to we were able to like look at my and my the energies of my ancestors and um people who have passed and my past lives and um we, we also did there was also an element of tarot in there so um yeah it was it was a lot of um examining past um and ancestral stuff mm. yeah from my very basic understanding I think <sighs> The Akashic records are supposed to be like literally the records of all time, past, present, and future. And you're you're the person who's reading it is like like in your instance looking through the past uh to to gain access to information and perspective. That's what I, I think it is, but you know, don't hold us to it. <laughs> Yeah, sound off in the comments and let us know what it really is. I can't wait to be told I'm wrong. It's totally my favorite thing in the world. Um, clearly not my expertise, but, you know, we're, we're learning. Um, is there anything you've learned so far about your grandfather that um, has really excited you? You know, the one thing I, I really love about him is that he really, he died doing what he loved the most. He died in a movie theater and he was watching a movie when he mm. had a heart attack. And um, to me, that just says, sorry, I'm getting worked up right now just thinking about it. That's okay. Um, just uh you know this man was pure passion and uh it came out in his work and it's now coming out in me and um that is incredible um that to me is is, is like otherworldly shit right there that is that is why I'm talking to mediums that is why I'm talking <laughs> to someone to open my Akashic records because this does not feel this does not feel like your average day you know run of the mill shit this is incredible this is a this is a story I'm so excited to tell hmm I uh Mm. 
I got a little teary-eyed too. I think that honestly, like, it's not like you need any more validation that he's with you, but like, I think even just this moment, like, having an emotional response to like a death you weren't even present for, like, to me, speaks volumes about your connection to the person we're talking about. Um, and I think that's really powerful. Um, and actually, I was kind of leads me to another question I had sort of about like our relationship to like death and grief. And I'm wondering if like what what that experience is like for you um as like you said you you never met him um and and yet we still have feelings about about them and wishing probably they were here and stuff like that like what has this what is ha, has there been a type of greening grieving or mourning process uh through this i think that this is the morning. The whole process is going to be a morning process for mm. me because, because there was so much work he made that could be gone. Mm. Like his, his stamp on the world could be gone. Um, and I think that's one of that's one like my main job I think with this movie is to make sure that doesn't happen but I also it is it is a healing process for me and it is allowing me to grieve this man that I never met um but who who still resides in me in in a way um yeah um I think that, um, you know, it all goes back to when I said earlier, when I, uh, I, you know, immerse myself in art when I'm sad or when something really traumatic happens. And it's the same with this, you know, I am grieving and I am immersing myself in this artistic project this creative project and <clears throat> I am healing myself through it. So, um, yeah, this, yeah, this is all grieving and I'm, I'm really happy to show the world that you can grieve and be happy at the same time. You can celebrate a person's life yeah for sure um how about like has that has has any of this yet like kind of shifted or informed your perspective of like death and mortality at all yeah totally I really feel like I uh you know, it's interesting, um, old friend of mine, you know, I had told him that I did not want to have children. And um, he said, you know, well, what are you, what's your legacy going to be? What's your, you know, and I, and I said, my work, 
my work is going to be my legacy. You know, the people that I impact, the lives that I change, that's my, that's my fucking legacy. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question, but I think that it's like, like, I don't, I don't think, I, I think that I'm more at peace with dying these days because I know I have touched a lot of people's lives thus far um, just by being my truest self, you know? Um, and so I'm really like, chill with death <laughs> I guess you could say. Uh, that might and, be the title um, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really showing my millennial my millennial stripes tonight um, um, yeah let's see what else? What else? What else we got? Um, well, I guess um, before before I go on to the um, the next like pre-written question, is there anything else we haven't touched on about um, the film or? Uh, or your grandfather or any part of this process that um, is just like ringing loudly that for you and that you'd like to like speak on? Mm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, no, I think that right now I'm, I'm still in that the beginning parts of the journey, you know, I, um, I can't really leave where I am right now because of COVID. So I am kind of in research mode now and the big, the journey hasn't really started, but it's, it's going to be big and, and I have to prepare myself for it. And, um, I gotta, I gotta rest up. I, I, <laughs> things can get crazy, you know, with the vaccines just being approved right left and right, you know, and, you know, who knows? Um, who knows how quickly this project will need to take off. Mm. Um, and so I am really, really taking time to from every time I, I, you know, this is very emotional, deeply intense shit that I'm moving through. So I really need to take breaks from it. I need to, you know, go on hikes. I need to watch, you know, really bad reality TV for 24 hours straight. And I need to just like be in a bathtub, you know, and, um, yeah, I think that's, that's where I am right now. I just, <clears throat> I know it's, it's going to be a journey and it's going to be an uphill battle. And I know that I am going to, you know, come across people who might not want me to find the movie. 
who might not want me to, um, you know, uncover all of his work. Um, so I just have to fuck up and, and prepare myself. So that's where I am with it. Um, you know, getting my team together too, getting my, my crew of, of people who are going to come along on that journey. Um, that that's going to, that's a big part of it right now too, is, is finding those people who I feel comfortable being vulnerable in front of, um, you know, they're going to be filming me maybe 24 seven. I have to be, you know, I, I'm, as you know, I'm a cancer. So I <laughs> like have this very hard shell and I will not open up, you know, the only reason I'm able to do this podcast with you right now is because I love you and I'm able to open up <laughs> in front of you. Oh, so, I love you. And I, you know, I just, that's where I'm at right now. I, I just, it's, it's building my, building my crew and my, my army and, and my people, my tribe. So, yeah. I love the reminder of just these, like, it seems very basic, like have support, take baths, but like, especially when we get caught up in, like really exciting times. Like a lot of times we think when shit's really bad is when we need to like hardcore self-care it up. But like, there can be a lot of movement going on and it can be good, but still like what goes up must come down. And that includes our energy and whether it's quote unquote good or bad, like making sure we balance that energy between support and solitary self-care, I think is like such an important reminder. And also, even when there's not movement, like I find for me, that's the hardest time to maintain daily self-care is when I'm smooth sailing. Like, what do I need it for? I need it for maintenance. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know you just, you touch on a couple of those self-care items you like to do, but the I'm gonna be picking your brain for more because the next question is, um, whether in the past or currently, and we could break this up if you want to touch on the past and then touch on currently, but like, what are specific strategies or resources, resources that um, help you in your healing or your self care or what have you? My biggest one was my 12 step program. Um, it's how I've met so many of my best friends now. And, 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 and honestly, coworkers and co-collaborators, because um, I feel the safest with them. I feel like I'm closest to my higher power when I'm around them. So I feel, I just, I just feel like things are right. And they feel like I'm, I'm always on, on the right path when I'm surrounded by those people. Um, so that is, that is a huge part of it. Um, and I think, um, you know, I don't do this a lot. I'm honestly just saying this because I need to do it more, <laughs> uh, which is counting my, my blessings every day, you know, making, making that gratitude list at the end of the day or, or the beginning of the day, just to do a reset in my head and say, oh, okay, no, you're fine. You're fine. Everything's cool. You, you don't need to freak out because you've got this, this, and this, and this, and this 
happening to you. So um, I got to do that more. Um, let's see. Um, I honestly, I, I really like my crystals. <laughs> do you have a favorite? Um, let's see. Oh, I actually went, I, I took a bath with a bunch of them today, but um, I love my smoky quartz. Uh, smoky quartz has been there for me for a long time. It was probably my first crystal I bought when I moved to LA actually. And it has been super grounding for me, healing and um, yeah, definitely recommend that smoky quartz. The Moldavite is now, now a, a huge thing on TikTok. And um, I'm hearing that's a big thing. Uh, is that a stone? It is. It is. Okay. I, 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 I hear it. It is quite the uh, groundbreaking crystal. <laughs> Definitely read up on it. Um, but um, yeah, let's see. Um, I mean, regular. Um, I mean, I love to drive too. I'm like a big, I get my best ideas when I'm driving hours. And um, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like the fact that like I'm, I'm using my body kind of, but I'm also like using my brain. It's like I'm, I'm constantly activating parts of my body and my brain at the same time. So maybe that like helps with generating ideas. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I love to drive. I, I really want to, I would love to someday get my own like bike. I want to be like, I want to like have a motorcycle. Yes. Day. Or at least, or at least a Vespa, you know, I gotta be <laughs> a cute Vespa, cute, put my dog in a basket and just like ride around Griffith Park. Uh, I I would kill uh, kill to be part of your Vespa gang. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually love that idea of taking a bath with the um, crystals. I don't know that I've heard that or thought of that. And I think that's a fun way to use them because the way I always think of them is just kind of carrying them around or like I rub them when I'm anxious and stuff like that. Yeah. Are there like other ways you use crystals that are helpful? Well, just a tip. If you have a, a selenite, don't put the selenite in, in the bath because it will disintegrate. Mm. Um, just an FYI. <laughs> Any other way that I use crystals? Um, my friend Michelle just told me to like just put them in my bra or put them in my pocket. Um, I love just like putting them in parts of the house, like corners of the house. Um, they're just, um, they're just really nice to set intentions with. Oh, I love, oh, I love meditating with them. And I put, I lie down and I put uh, a crystal on, on my, I guess my chakras or whatever. I just, put them up and down my chest and my forehead and my face and my chin. Um, and I just like lie there and just like feel, I just imagine the, the energies of them just like infusing into my body and it's very nice and relaxing. 
really relaxing. Do you um do you do you do your own kind of like self meditations or do you have any any guided meditations you'd recommend? I don't really do guided. I do um I just like to put on um I might put on like a like a maybe white noise or like um oh you know what I love? I love um Oh, what are they called? Uh, I can't. They're like, damn it. Like, they're just almost, they're, I can't think of them. Damn it. They're like bowls that like you, those mm-hmm. little singing bowls. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. And now I'm annoyed that I'm not going to remember what they're called either. <laughs> Sound off in the comments. What are they? <laughs> I like singing bowls. Singing bowls is good. Singing bowls. <laughs> Everybody knows what we're talking about. Yeah, those yeah. are really good. I get those in um, in group meditation sometimes. And um, I'm always like trying to remember to go back to that outside of the group meditation. And then I never remember until I'm in the group meditation and it happens. Yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> I'm wondering if you have any feedback around like, um, the stigma and like taboo around 12 step, like what, what are, what, what do you say about that? When people are like, this is an audio medium. I'm like making that shady little eye look. <laughs> what's your, what's your, what's your feedback around the stigma and taboo 12 step? Um, I just think that there's a lot of, um, I don't know, the people that, that don't really jive with it are, are, are usually people who have had a lot of trauma around, um, religion and, um, and I get that. And, um, I mean, I, I just want to say like, look, I'm a wit, like I, I'm, basically a witch like you don't have you can literally support whatever kind of higher power you want like it's not it's you it's and I know it feels culty but like trust me like it's not it's it's like you don't you don't throw hundreds of thousands of dollars into this It's, it's literally free and it's a free fellowship that you you make great friends for life and um you know you change your life for the better and um you know some people it works for some people works for it doesn't work for some people um and it's okay um but I think I needed it you know I really needed it and if you get to a point where you really you feel like you can't go on or you know there's nowhere else you know there's always going to be 12 steps you can always find someone that knows what you're going through and um can help you go through that um it, it literally saved my life I don't think I would be here talking to you without it yeah, I mean, 
I, I second all of that. And, and just uh, to throw out one of the culty phrases, because uh, <laughs> I think a lot of the language makes people feel like it's culty, but I'm like, what community doesn't have their own language? Um, but anyway, uh, I was just going to say one of my favorite parts of 12 Step is take what you like and leave the rest. And that's something that I think a lot of people who aren't familiar with it don't realize, like they're yeah. not, there's not like hard concrete, like anything, like they literally say amongst, uh, they we say amongst ourselves, like take what, <laughs> take what you like and leave the rest. If you don't like some of it, move on to the next. Um, I too was one who had no spirituality before and it took me years before I found my own um, spirituality and I still was able to find recovery without um, identifying in a way that other people were identifying HP and stuff like that. So we're cool. Um, so I'm trying to, you know, big, one of my favorite things is community. And I'm even trying to kind of like create community within these stories eventually. And I think, you know, eventually we'll have like a panel with a few people who were interviewed, but, um, to kind of get people like to connect each interviewee between interviews, I'm, I'm going to ask you as the first one, what would you like to ask the next person who gets interviewed? Um, if you were a restaurant, which West restaurant would you be? Let me say that again. Okay. <laughs> if you were a restaurant, what restaurant would you be and why? Okay, and now, because you're the first one, so we don't have a guest zero to have asked you a special question, you have to answer your question. Hamburger Mary's Hands <laughs> Um I love burgers. I love fries. I love big drinks. I love big drag queens. That's me in a nutshell, guys. <laughs> um, I, you know, and yeah, why not? Yeah. Getting handed dollar bills, that's fun too. Um, so yes, I think I would be Hamburger Mary's. And what's really sad is that I haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> like ever or just in a while? Like ever. Like I had planned. Oh my God. I was, I had full plans to do it for my birthday this past year but of course COVID hit so maybe in the next few months you know you threw my follow-up which was gonna be what was the last time you went you probably drove by is the last time you went yeah um oh Hamburg Mary's is great it's a great place for your birthday and also just um for anyone who's never been to a drag show before you're rude as fuck if you show up without dollar bills like yeah. you absolutely must tip drag performers so anytime you're going to a show i don't give a fuck that you have to buy a meal too you better be tipping the queens every single fucking queen and yes they're gonna perform multiple times and you're gonna tip them each time it is part of the game and if you're gonna come and um and receive joy from them you gotta uh pay it back so um just amen oh 
drives me wild when people show up without without the tip money man um word well you know i planned all this up until this point i forgot to plan some sort of uh transition out (laughs) but anybody who's been to like any of my events or like anything knows that like we just kind of do it until it's done we do the things and we roll through it and then we roll through to the end and i guess um oh here's here's the thing that the professionals do madonna is there anything you'd like to promote or let us know where to find you? Yes, please follow me on Instagram at not that Madonna or Twitter at not that Madonna with a zero in, as the O in Madonna. Or you can check out my website at www.notthatmadonna.com. <laughs> We got the branding down, baby. Oh, yeah. Consistency is where it's at. All right, dude. What a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, I meant to say this at the beginning, but whatever. Here we are. But like the reason why I wanted uh, you as my first guest is because you were totally instrumental and still are in like helping me through my own like navigating whatever I'm trying to navigate you know and and with healed as fuck like before I even had the name I was talking to you about want to do some shit and you gave me some really good suggestions on how to get started and those are suggestions I've made to other people who are in the same place so you are correct in that you've helped people and you continue to help people without even knowing it and so that's why I wanted you here because I super value you and I can't wait for everybody out there to uh to fucking eat you up bitch (laughs) eat me up I'm a cake (laughs) (laughs) all right I guess we're gonna say bye all right Um, bye (laughs) bye